my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up rituals Scrub star Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling. Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Conversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us again on these Thursday speaker series that we've been doing. This is very honestly... My favorite 30 minutes in the week when I get to take a break and talk to people that I either really admire in the industry and sometimes are friends of mine too. And today is definitely both of those. Today is a very cool session for me personally. I get to talk to two friends of mine, but also just two creators that I think are at, at the top of their game in podcasting and comedy. We launched a show before 
we were part of iHeartRadio. We were a company called Stuff Media, and we've been building a podcast network for almost 10 years. And one of the shows we launched, one of the last shows we actually launched before getting acquired by iHeartRadio to become the iHeartRadio podcast division was a show called The Daily Zeitgeist. And today we have two hosts from that show, Jack O'Brien and Miles Gray joining us. Jack, Miles, first of all, I know you guys are slammed for reasons that we will get into as we talk about what you do with your days and weeks. But first of all, just thank you so much for joining today. It really does mean a lot to me. Thanks for having me. Us. For having us. Jack, I'll start with you. So like, I think one of the coolest things about podcasting is that it's still a relatively new medium and anybody in this medium didn't start out as a podcaster. They were doing something before they were doing podcasting. I think that keeps it really interesting. We all have sort of diverse backstories and we bring a lot of other industries to the table, whether it's TV or film or print or whatever the case may be. So Jack, what were you doing before you were doing podcasting full time? Sure. I started a website like a decade ago or more called crack.com. It was just like a humor website. I was just out of college and we kind of steadily grew that over the course of a decade to be a pretty massive humor site. But there were just some things about the online publishing, whether it be articles or videos that were becoming more and more frustrating. You know, we were more and more reliant on social media to get our content distributed and social media was more and more willing to throttle your content just to on how much he paid. Meanwhile, I had also launched a podcast for that website that I hosted called The Cracked Podcast and very creatively titled. That was just the most fun part of my job. I loved podcasting. I loved the direct access that it gave me to our audience. It also kind of gave a look behind the scenes because I would just take the most interesting conversations from our editorial room and like bring them to our audience and i just felt like there was a huge opportunity there and also it was just the type of content i was consuming more than any other type of content and it just seemed like it was kind of circumvented uh, some of those issues we were having in the online publishing space whether it be video or written stuff because there's so many different uh paths in podcasting to to reach an audience so you get directly plugged into the people you're trying to reach very cool miles what about you man what were you doing before being a podcaster full-time uh before that i mean going starting way back i used to work in politics as a political consultant lobbyist for a number of years got fully disillusioned by that so i went into comedy my first love and from there i just basically was like any comedian trying to become an improviser who got on the office or parks and rec eventually Uh, once that path dried out a bit i started sort of making viral video and viral content for different companies so first started working for a radio station in la then worked for youtube then playboy then Condé Nast Entertainment was where I was right before coming to the Stuff Media slash iHeart Network, where I was directing and developing like video series for Condé Nast Entertainment. So I've always kind of had my hands in the content space, but I think like everything, like I I was there at the beginning of digital video and then sort of like rode that out to like the top point. And 
podcasting was just something that I was always consuming in the background in my day to day. I was always making things for other people or other brands. And it felt like, you know, podcasting was just so appealing because it feels like it's one of those places where the creator is fully in control of what they make. So it was a, an anticipated switch that I made and I, I haven't regretted it since. It's pretty awesome to be able to sit in a room and then this is a pretty good example of it. Like just the array of experiences that people bring to this medium, the, the jobs they had before this medium. When you guys rattle off all the stuff you were doing from political consultation to being you know a member of a founding team of a pretty big website that I think feeds all the creative muscle of this industry right now is when you're in a room with the executives who are leading it and greenlighting shows and developing shows they're bringing a lot of other experience to the table so yeah. the daily zeitgeist you guys developed this idea this has quietly built an insane super fan base of listeners and it's not even some niche anymore several million downloads a month on this show that started out as a comedic take on pop culture and the news cycle. Maybe I'll let you guys explain it better than me. But now I think it's evolved into something a little more, maybe even more important than maybe even you even thought to begin with. But we'll get into that. Where did the idea come from, Jack, to, to start with? Like, how did you guys sit down and say, we should probably do a show. This is the conceit. This is the format. This is what we want it to be and not be. Just walk us through that cycle a little bit. So like I said, I podcasting was the way I was consuming most content at the time that I came over. And this was just a show that I wanted to exist that didn't exist at the time. I found myself refreshing my feed to like get the latest political podcasts and pop culture podcasts. And there wasn't a show that was daily that kind of brought them all together and gave you kind of a, a survey of everything that was going on. And then I've always just been passionate about sort of wedding high and low culture to Miles's point about 90 Day Fiance. I think his being in touch with that part of the zeitgeist brings a lot of insight to our show. Yesterday, we had a really in-depth conversation on the show about the insights that you can glean into our political moment based on what's happening in The Bachelor at any given time. And like that, I think, is the sweet spot for the show because it's taking what is happening in sort of our collective consciousness and tying it to, you know, the political moment and, you know, some things that aren't always super fun to talk about, but giving people an opportunity to experience and stay up on those not fun things in a way that keeps you feeling alive. And Miles, why did you hear about this and say, I, I want in? That's the thing I want to put a lot of my time against. That's exactly it, what you drew to it. You know, like I was saying before, I was at Condé Nast and I was having a great time, like making series like Google autocomplete and like accent critique and a lot of the stuff that got a lot of views over there. But given the background of what was happening, I felt that I had something more to offer aside from just developing and directing digital video content. I felt that I had a perspective that was pretty unique in that, you know, I've had my hands in the machine politically from about 2009 and, you know, got into it very idealistically when Obama was running for president. And then and sort of once I began to see for what it was, I, you know, my sort of perspective changed. And, you know, Jack was asking all kinds of people to gauge their interest to see who would be like a good co-host. But I just felt having my feet in many different ponds and, and working in different industries, it was like a really good fit. And again, like I was saying, it offered me a moment to have a voice, really. And I never really even thought of myself as someone who was going to have a podcast or someone who would get into that. 
in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'll probably run a digital department doing video and stuff like that. But just the second Jack even asked me, like all these things clicked in my mind. And I was like, absolutely, actually. I think this is the exact intersection of every job and experience I've had that I can use to really offer listeners something that will keep them engaged. And with my background in political organizing, I realized, you know, apathy is such a huge thing you have to fight against when you want people to be politically engaged or to be engaged at all. And this just felt like, oh, it's just a great opportunity where it's like, we're going to give you stuff that is really meaningful, but you know, do it in a way that feels conversational and accessible without just taking all the doom in from it. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. 
Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You guys have launched an incredible show with a big fan base now, but you are not just quote unquote podcast hosts, right? Like you actually are part of the leadership team that runs the iHeartRadio Podcast Network's LA studio. And and out of that studio, we produce a ton of stuff, right? So Will Ferrell's entire slate of shows, Shondaland Audio produces most of their stuff out of there, Shonda Rhimes' slate of shows, Chelsea Handler, the list goes on and on. So Jack, like it's one thing to jump in and say, I wanna do a podcast. I have a very clear idea what it is and what it should be about and not about. But now you're executive producing a slate of shows with truly some of the biggest creators of our lives from any medium. What is that like? How do you shepherd somebody into this medium like a Will Ferrell who wants to bring this iconic IP, Ron Burgundy? How does that go? Yeah. Fortunately, the thing that's great about podcasting is giving these incredibly talented people direct access to their audience without uh, a whole lot of mediation, even without a lot of cuts. You're just letting people hear what it's really like to be in a room with Ron Burgundy uh, in some cases, but Chelsea Handler, the Workaholics podcast, you know, that was one of my favorite shows. Connell, I know you really liked it. It was uh, on Comedy Central for seven seasons, but, you know, we had one meeting with these guys and we were like oh that show might as well have been a reality show like they are their characters the jokes that like they come up with organically are the same like level of jokes that like you were seeing on the show they were actually living in the like rundown house that they shot that show in so it was just we just got so excited to be able to put that in front of audiences and like let the magic that is those guys being in a room together just free and yeah so i mean a lot of it is super surreal uh, i can still remember like going to anchorman in movie theaters and just having my world changed by just like how brilliant that was so like being in a room with will is unbelievable but fortunately because of this industry it's really easy to just tee them up and tee their teams up a lot of these folks just have these ecosystems around them of people who are so good at the thing they're good at and so good at highlighting the thing that they're good at. It's pretty easy in the podcast space to tee those folks up and just let them do what they do. Miles, what's that moment like for you? And like you're brainstorming an episode, a moment, a beat, a shtick with a guy like Will Ferrell. And it's weird because you're probably there like, this dude is a comedic hero of mine. But in that moment, you're the authority because you know podcasting better than Will Ferrell does. Like, what's that like? It was one of those moments I remember. It was like within a year and a half of me leaving my job. If you had told me when I had left to start working in podcasting just very narrowly, to work on daily zeitgeist and said, you will be giving notes to Will Ferrell and you will actually be punching up some of his jokes. And he will say, I like that. Mm-hmm. and incorporated into a show. There's no way I could, I, I saw no way to get there, but that just shows you how immediately things have changed so quickly and like the amount of talent that's getting into the industry. It really is surreal. And it was actually one of the greatest moments I think I've had. It was like one of the most validating moments I've had where you're kind of reading a script and you're like, uh, I think this joke could be better, but who am I to tell Will Ferrell about this? But he's such a great collaborator that he'll stop and say, I think maybe this could be better. What do you guys 
guys think? And he opens up the discussion for that. And it allows for, I think that's truly like what makes this all work really well is that it's collaborative and we're allowing a lot of these creators to do a thing that they actually themselves don't get to do a lot. Because even for Will or the Workaholics guys, there's standards and practices. There's like legal stuff that goes through where sometimes they might not be able to have a topic or a joke. Not that necessarily that they're controversial, but there are other stakeholders that have input. And I think that's what is also really attractive, especially for a lot of these creators. It's like, I'm everything. I'm the executive producer, I'm the showrunner, I'm the writer, or I can call those shots. So it allows for like really a new dimension of their creativity to come out. And it's just a blessing to be there. And yeah, with our knowledge and trust to be able to you know, participate in that process is, is unbelievable. That makes a lot of sense to me. I want to talk real quick before we wrap about the brands side of this to switch gears for a second. I think that as podcasting hits 100 million people in the country now listening to podcasts every month, it's also the best ad product out there. And I think you spoke to that a little bit, Miles, when you say like, look, when creators come in, they realize they can own the whole experience and that is different and cool. And I impress this upon new brands who are thinking about podcasting every day. The the ad load is light and we can define it. Hosts will tell your message to their super fans. It is the single best ad product in media right now. Maybe just talk about that for a second, like Miles, from a creator's perspective, right? Like it's one thing to make a great show and you guys do, but is you being a part of and controlling to some extent the ads as well? Is that really meaningful to you? And maybe talk about a good experience you had. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I used to make branded video content before and it would be very stale. Like I'd watch it and be like, man, I get that this X company put a lot of money into this branded video, but someone as a viewer is going to be like this is a branded video and i'm gonna check out so when the opportunity came for us to do ads or like you know like any podcast you're gonna do ads and you kind of get like your talking points and like there's no script that i have to read verbatim they're like no they want you to express yourself i'm like that's perfect because my personality isn't going to try and persuade someone that i believe in a product by saying like and it has been verified four out of five researchers agree. i'm like no i'm gonna say oh my wait hold on how are you guys sleeping what kind of better you want <laughs> okay, let me tell you about this thing I have because my back hurts in this very specific place. Like, I want to be able to talk like I'm talking to somebody because I'm very much like a advocate for things that I love to people like early adopter and things like that. So I'm always screaming from like the mountaintops about stuff I love. So I think a great experience I had personally was when Mazda wanted to do something with us. I drive a Mazda. So it was a no brain. I love Mazda cars. I just feel like I'm, I was like, I'm a fan. So naturally, I'm going to have a different connection with it because I, I really believe in it and it's it's a it's a product I actually use. So I think that's really like the X factor in it is that it allows a for a creator to actually sincerely express themselves in service of marketing something. But it's done in a way where like, A, we can say who we choose to advertise with. And then on top of that, when we do, like we're giving a great endorsement because we want to work with them. It makes for like really fun ad reads. And I think our listeners also love that because we get to be funny and it's not like a very straightforward ad read. It's very much in the personality of the show. And so we get a lot of people who are like, still talk about old ads we've done, like for The Economist or like Spotify. And they're like, do you have that recorded somewhere? And we're like, no, that was just for a very brief window, but uh, <laughs> maybe we can look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think some of the Ron Burgundy ad reads for Charmin toilet paper are some of the single best pieces of content ever made by humans. So good example. But look, it's not every day that you can say like, I'm making a great ad product for brands. I'm also making a show that is just killer. So. We are at time. 
I could genuinely talk to you guys for another half hour very easily, but I want to respect all our viewers' times too. Jack, Miles, thank you guys so much for taking a half hour to talk to us. I really do appreciate it. It's one thing to launch a great comedy podcast. You guys have done that, but I think it's another thing to give something to listeners that's truly thoughtful and meaningful through a comedic lens, usually, in a year like this. It's actually content we need, and so I, I really do deeply appreciate it, and thank you guys for joining today. Yeah, thanks, Connell. Yeah, pleasure. thanks for having us. Everybody stay safe. We will see you next Thursday. Take care, guys. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.